want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. hear me. We are here exposed to a genocide in the besieged city of Aleppo. More than 50,000 of civilians who rebelled against the dictator Al-Assad are threatened with field executions or dying under bombing. started off with Anthropic with the song Disgrace of Humanity. Indeed we did. For episode 181. This ties in to our discussion today. Yes. Um, we have a great conversation with Matt Pattison, Brian Pattison's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, Matt's doing cool stuff. Yeah. In Brian's memory. Yep. And um, he talks about all those things. He talks about uh, a new album that he's releasing. Volume one of Glorious Times. In Brian's memory. Yep. And it's going to Good Causes, the fun, yes. the, the Prophets. Yep. Um, and I guess we should just get into that rather than, than babbling. I agree. All right. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Good. We first became aware of Brian from Anthropic. Um, we heard the band and we were big fans right away. Awesome. That's kind of, we didn't know Brian really well, but we met him out a few times. We interacted with him uh, through Facebook um, and he kind of directed us to um, when the Glorious Times book was reissued. 
Right. We got a copy of that, and he kind of awesome. told us where to go to get that, which is a great book. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I remember him starting it in his bedroom, you know, one, one page at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was all actually him just pulling out pictures out of, of, his, of his old old early days. And then that's when the idea started with, uh, with him and Alan was just talking about all their pictures. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, are you are you Brian's younger or older brother? I'm his youngest brother. Yeah, me, me and him have the. He's actually the one who got me very young into to music, yeah. into live music, and just that's why that, his influence. Yeah, that's that's where his influence was on me. Was earliest days I can remember, and his his, his uh, bedroom was in the basement, so you know I would always go down there, and you know it started also you know the Metallica stuff when I was real real young, and then also. The, the artwork started getting a little bit more gory. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as a little kid, a little bit more scarier, you know, but Brian would always sit down and explain, you know, the whole scene to me and what, what he wanted it to be. And, and it was quite amazing where it started to where it went. Nice. So can you, can you tell us, I know there's a lot of details to the uh, Glorious Times album. Yeah. That you put together. Um, can you tell us about that, how that came together? How well, I guess we have I a lot mean, of I, questions, so if you can start with that. Okay. Well, so with Glorious Times, I, I was planning on a, a few things when my brother passed. Uh, me and my brother and my wife were ones that pretty much talked to him every night. Um, and Brian always had a story to tell about music or give his opinion. So him, him passing, I knew I wanted to do something to keep you know his legacy alive. He yeah. Had, he, had, he had spent every, every moment, every penny of his life on the scene. And, and like that was, I, I so losing him was hard enough. I, I, I didn't want to see him, the, the, what he did get lost because of him. So I wanted to, my first thing was just the day I, I wanted to put that show together as a memorial to him. You know, the bands that went through it were amazing bands. You know, the attendance, you know, it was the attendance of post COVID. So, but it was an amazing show. While I was doing that, I was talking to a lot of different bands getting that all set up talking to alex webster from cannibal corpse and mm -hmm. of course king and, and and all those guys and then one day i'm talking to Camley and he says you know brian always wanted to make an album we should you should do an album so from that moment it pretty much got in my head I was like you know what brian always talked to me about he, he regretted never getting an album done and because the bands were so big now it wasn't a possibility so I just began to make phone calls, texts, emails to every contact that I had, mm -hmm. um, and, and things just started to fall in place. And how how was uh, CDN selected as the label? Um, well, I had quite a few when I first decided to do it. You know, I, I have a lot of friends all over, so I contacted them as far as the labels. Wanted I had one in specific that I wanted to do business with that uh, I had a history, and it's kind of like my brother. Um, Going through it, you know, it took me about a year and a half to get this album together. Um, communication just kind of got lost, you know, and, and the timeline was getting tighter and tighter um, due to the deal and the things that I had to do with Metal Blade Records and BMG. Um, I needed things to move a little faster than what they were. Um, mm -hmm. And so I talked to my good friend over there, Cam Schwartz, who got me in touch with the guys, the, the label he works for, CDN. And, uh, they were so eager to do it and, uh, and really just jumped right on it to where like, I didn't have to wait. 
everything that I had done, we could just move right forward with. And, and that's kind of where, where we are now with, with CDN. Uh, Cam has been awesome. As soon as I decided, you know, that I had to move on and, and ask Cam, he was more than eager to say yes. And we, we started brainstorming that night and pretty much locked down everything. Awesome. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when is your target release date for this? Well, we were trying October 31st was the tentative release. Okay. Um, that's still a possibility. Um, we just had legal, some legal matters had to be taken care of as far as contracts and how thing, you know, with the royalties, because it is for, for benefits. We just had to make sure everyone down the line was, everything was secure and legal that we were doing. We were finally at that point now. Um, now it's just laying the tracks out. We're getting the layout done now. So hopefully October 31st, we have an absolute latest date is December 17th. Um, but I'm feeling pretty hopeful about October 31st. And who are you? Have you picked somebody for distribution yet? Um, CDN is going to handle it all. Oh, awesome. Easy on yeah, you. They're gonna manufacture, yeah, they're going to manufacture and distribute it all from there. That's Everything is perfect. Excellent. Like I said, they've been so eager and really, they just told me to do what I want to do and do it and they take care of it and that's the way they've been. Awesome. You, I think in, in a text you mentioned um, Metal Blade, Sony, and BMG. Are they yes. helping with distribution too? Um, they are. For a lot of these, you know, with Cannibal Corpse, to get anything done by Cannibal Corpse, it's it's a lot of hands yeah. that are in there. And so in order for us to get the Cannibal Corpse, I mean, the guys from Cannibal Corpse were amazing. One of the first bands to say they would do the, they would do a song, um, give us a track for the album. And then just having to go through the steps of all the companies that have hands in it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, every one of them, even the giant ones, were, were so amazingly cool to you know to to help us out and getting us this track. So it, it just took time. Is really what it was. Nice. Are they all? Are they all new tracks? Are they tracks that um, the band? There, there is a new. There are new tracks in there. There are old ones. There are some very rare ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Cannibal Corpse one is going to be a very rare one. Uh, never released on a full album. Nice. So, yeah, so a lot of them, and 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 they all have sort of meetings with them, um, trying to bring it back. What I wanted to do with this album was bringing it back to the early days. You know, when when none of these bands were huge, where they were all you know hanging out in my my brother's basement, yeah, or, or hanging out you know <clears throat> at the yes, the Sky Room in Buffalo. I just wanted that old school feeling. Nice. Is, I see uh, Hideous Manglius is doing a, a song. Yes. Is that a new song? Or can't you say? Um, no, it's one of the, one of the rare ones. Yeah. I can't give the name of it out, but it's, okay. a, it's a rare recording of them. Nice, nice. The same with like Lethal Aggression. We have a rare one from them. Awesome. Obviously, there, there's no normal music from them, but yeah. As far as the tracks on it, every band, you know, I gave them the freedom to do what they wanted. I wasn't trying to press on anyone. I said, you know, you're either what you have a meeting with that means with you, Brian, or the book, you know, you pick it and put it on. So you mentioned uh, the benefit that was in Brooklyn, right? Correct. Well, and that went to uh, the Roswell Cancer Center? Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, so I guess I have a couple questions. The Glorious Times album, this is volume one you're putting out now, right? Correct. So there's going to be more? Well, that's that's the plan. Nice. You know, I, mean, I, I want to leave it open ended because if people do want to, you know, because I, 
it's a fun album and when you listen to it, it, it and I, I have a feeling i've had some that just weren't able to do it right now down the road maybe yeah so instead of closing the door on that i'll just put it out as volume one and let them that there's a possibility because i i don't want it to stop you know there's, there's too many more great bands that need to leave their mark on this on this album from the book yeah yeah is are the albums uh are any of the proceeds going to the cancer yeah all the all the profits made from this book mm-hmm. are going to roswell nice. nice yeah absolutely yeah that's the only way i'm doing this anything in brian's name nice um it, it's that's where it's gonna go that's pretty awesome um i had a question it's not really about the release but um so I know Brian's been part of the scene for a long time and mm-hmm. um he I think he started in Anthropic in like 2016 yeah. around then. Um what was he in any bands before that? Um he jammed with a bunch but mm-hmm. never when we were he was in high school like his senior year of high school for graduation he had a he had a death metal band in 89. Mhm. And uh the cops got called after like they played for like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, that twenty minutes, I'm being generous. I, I don't believe it was more than two songs. <laughs> but they, they shut down, and then he he kind of he Brian had this. Um, anyone that knew Brian, one, he's a very smart guy, mm-hmm. but he's incredibly quiet. He's very reserved. He's going to give you short answers. He's not going to not going to go out unless you get him talking about music. Mm-hmm. He, he's gonna, he's, just, he's just a quiet guy. So he kind of liked the behind the scenes, you know, like he told me he was, he was lucky to be in, to be able to see the birth of a genre of music mm-hmm. you know, for him to be a part of, you know, finding that death metal sound. And he just wanted to do it in the back, get everyone to come play so he could see them. So that was like his goal was he couldn't see these bands. So he started to promote them so that he could see them and bring them to Buffalo. Nice. It was never a moneymaker for him. And most of the time, he lost lots, but yeah. he'd always be so happy of the bands he got to, you know, he he brought to see. Yeah, I I could always tell that he was extremely passionate about the music. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, what? Just out of curiosity, what? So you said Brian kind of got you into the heavy music. Yeah. What What was like your your gateway? What was the first thing that? You know, Brian, you know, your, your brother, you, you, I have two brothers, you know, and I, you know, as, as the youngest brother, I always try one to be my own thing, mm-hmm. but Brian introduced me to the Ramones at, at a real young age, and I love that sound, mm-hmm. and, and then it turned into the Dead Kennedys, and then, and then it just evolved to, you know, it's a black flag, and yeah, and that's kind of the direction I went, and in the thrash metal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. But I was always at every one of Brian's shows, for the most part, it was me working the door. Me, me and my wife going to pick up people from airports and buses and, and, and bringing them McDonald's. You know what I mean? They, and Brian, any one of his shows, that's what we had to do. And, and I, I love being a part of that. Yeah. Well, you must have a lot of stories yourself then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a great time. I miss my brother a lot. Um, yeah, we do too. That's... that's that's why this is happening. I get I, not that I can't let go, but I just, I just, he just he especially with Anthropic, he he always did the behind the scenes, and then when the whole death metal and metal scene was kind of just dying down, I remember him deciding that he was going to do this book. You remember he came 
Justin saying, you know, me and my wife Danielle that, you know, he wants to make this book with his buddy Alan. And then I, just to see it, how it started, you know, just an idea to all of a sudden spurring a lot of these bands to go back on tour again. Brian loved the fact that he did that. Even with Massacre, Brian tried to get Massacre together for years, you know, wow. and to know that it finally he finally succeeded. It's, it's, I know he would have been proud for them when, he, when they played a Day of Death. He would have, he would have loved it. Yeah. So all the bands that you selected, are they part of his Glorious Times book? Yes. Okay. And there's three bonus tracks that are not. They are not members of the, uh, the GT book, but uh, they were very uh, important to me. That's awesome. Are there any plans for uh, future Day of Death? Like I, Day of Death 4? <laughs> that is... I, I've been asked a lot. Um, kind of I'm working on it quietly, working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I wanted to do was my brother loved this scene so much and I wanted to do whatever I could to keep his influence in the scene. So I partnered up with uh, Jeff Standish mm-hmm. at coming of range Produ- productions yep. and uh, I'm going to car- start working with him to bring more shows back to Buffalo. You know, as long even, even talking with Oz from Rochester, doing that in Rochester as well. Nice. Um, but uh, December 17th, I'm going to have a show. Uh, it's, Brian used to do a show called, Death in December. And he used to do this years, years ago, back in his promoting days. It was every December he had a Death in December show. Um, so on December 17th, I'm going to have that with. Uh, so it's going to be Glorious Times Productions along with Coming of Rage Productions. And that's that uh, with. Uh, so we got Ringworm, Centenary, Anthropic, and Juggernaut. We're going to play for that one. Nice. And nice. It's just going to kind of be my first time back here in Buffalo putting on shows and see if, like, we, if me and Jeff could get something built. Even along with Oz, like just, just bring this Western New York back, back the way it should be, the way it does. Was was Brian in, in the early '90s? Brian made this a mecca for every metal fan to come yeah. to Western New York, and I'm not going to be able to do that. But if we can just build something to get some more shows back, nice, nice. Yeah, and for a, a day of death four, July fifteenth is the date. Oh, cool! So you are really planning um, it. That, that's Brian's birthday, and that's if I'm going to do it, that's going to be the day. That's cool. Um, as far as bands, I, that's one thing I think I'll be all right. Uh, the amount of bands that are willing to help and just stood up for my brother left and right. And whenever I've asked for help, they seem to be right there. All, all these bands. So once I do have everything finalized, I, you know, I'll announce that. Right now, I'm just working on the, the Death in December show, which should be a fun one. You know, I could. Just get me back into the Buffalo scene, you know. That's where I need to be. What venue is that at? That is at the Mohawk. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, nice little venue. Yeah, we like it there. Yeah, no, it's a great place. You know, now it's it's hard getting venues these days, even in Buffalo. I and mean, Mohawk's a great one, but there's just so many restrictions on some of these these venues. Like, I wanted to have Day of Death 3 here in Buffalo, and I bent over backwards i had the everything was set and i had to keep changing dates because i just could not find a venue and and being with that lineup that i had you know incantation massacre deceased i couldn't do it in the mall it just wasn't going to be big enough oh yeah for sure uh, right and so everyone else they wanted to give they offered me the rep but they wanted me out by 6 p.m and uh, 6 (laughs) p.m 6 p.m yeah i was like 
there's no way I'm finding people all over the country to come play a matinee. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, you know, Ed, Ed Farstein from New York was a great friend of my brother. Um, and they've been there since the beginning. And uh, I called him up, asked if he wanted to be involved. And again, he jumped right on it. The show itself was one of the funnest nights of music I've had in a long time. You just had so many, so much talent and there was no dicks. No one was assholes. No one, you know, no one had egos. Even the ones you thought were going to have an ego, there was no ego. It was all about, you know, Brian and the music. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I love, um, you know, I know Brian did a lot, not only for the metal scene, but he did raffles and he offered all kinds of support and donations and drives. Um, I'm yes. curious why you picked Roswell. Is there like a, a personal connection with that organization? The main reason I picked Roswell is Brian Starr. I mean, he did. He ran a bit for anyone in the metal scene that was hurt. Yep. Ill, hurt, family member. He, and again, he put everything that he could into those. And, and so I knew right from the get-go anything that I was doing, you know, in honor of Brian, that it was going to be, you know, a benefit. Yeah. Why I chose Roswell is Brian became this, uh, he had this, uh, basically known as, he was known as the fuck cancer guy <laughs> um, from the shirts that he had made up that said fuck cancer and the death metal writing. And, and it just, that has always stuck in my head. Like he lost 26 friends in less than four years. Wow. And he, it hit him hard. Yeah. Like, and he was continually, I mean, even Brett Huffman, Huffman from uh, Malevolent Creation, before he passed, he had a big benefit for him. And, and, and Jill, for, and there's so many he did. And, and I guess I just stuck with Roswell because that's the memory I have of one, how many friends he lost from cancer. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'll do that. Yeah. And I don't always put out there on Facebook. I'm not really tech savvy, so I just put it on Facebook. I'm always willing to hear if someone really, if there's someone out there that needs help. By all means, call me. We'll see if we can put something together. You know what I mean? Like, I just want his name to stay in the scene, but also keep that that heart that he had, that he did anything for anybody. Yeah. Nice. I love that. All right, let's take a break and play three bands that are going to be on the Glorious Times Volume 1 CD, but obviously not the songs. Right. Different songs. First, we're going to listen to Broken Hope with the song Omen of Disease. And then we're going to go into Slaughter with Nocturnal Hell. And then after that, Deceased with Frozen Screams.
So is there a Facebook page for Glorious Times Production? Um, there is not. Um, we've talked with uh, Cam about that. We may do that. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to keep it as simple on a buy-in. As you know, I've, I've done everything as far as I've gotten all the songs. We've gotten all that. I just kind of want to hand it off. I'll, obviously, I'll be you know publicizing it as much as I can. Um, but we've talked about doing the uh, Glorious Times website because in the future, if it continues to do what I want it to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to need one. But yeah. when, I, when I get to that point, I'm, I'm just taking baby steps right now. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple for yourself. Yeah. You know, my, if it wasn't for my wife, my wife's been putting me through all this. She's been standing right by my side helping me with all this. It's, it's been good dealing with that. The post-COVID stuff is sometimes I'm not <clears throat> really into it as much as I can be. And she's been there to step in whenever I need it, which has been amazing. Yeah. It's good to have a partner. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, where's the artwork coming from for, for the album? Okay. The cover, we just decided uh, last night, uh, we've been going through a bunch. Um, this one is coming from, yeah, I don't want to get it wrong here. Let me find it. Uh, okay, I don't have it written down. It's coming from Indonesia um, by Unpeace. Oh, cool. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So back when my brother passed, um, right around the time my brother passed, I had a, I, again, I got emails and I most started off with Facebook and then texts and everything else. Um, people from all over the world at, telling me like they were sorry to hear about Brian. And, and it was amazing to hear from South America to Europe to Australia to a lot of Indonesia. And so this one guy had, had Facebook and said his name was Unpeace. Um, it's what he went by. Um, and then started telling me how influential Brian was and that he owned a Glorious Times book and he had always heard of Brian's name throughout the metal scene and that he'd be willing to do anything that I wanted, he would do. So I actually had him do a flyer for the first day of death. It's a flyer of it's, it's, like, it's like a zombie carrying a casket. I used that as one of my flyers. Um, <clears throat> so then for the album, I kind of just put it out there to a bunch of different artists. Um, some were brought to me, some were put out there and, and asked me, or I went and reached out to them. And then I got a lot of, lot of options, but the one from Unpeace to me just stood out in a way that I feel like it was Brian behind me nudging me, like, go there. Yeah. Um, and that's why. And the person's name is Elsa Berland, but they're known as uh, AKA Peace, Unpeace. Mm. But amazing art, and uh, the cover is going to be pretty awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm really excited. You know, it's, I'm heavy hearted, both of us are, at why this is happening, but it's so cool that you're honoring Brian's legacy and keeping his name alive in the scene because he really did help and support a lot of people, including us. Yeah. So um, it's just, you're doing something really awesome. And I know he's probably so excited. So I I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it. I I hope so. I said, it was a sudden loss. You know, I, I didn't, I went to the hospital with COVID um, when we all had it, he waited a little while, so I didn't see him for the, you know, seven, eight, nine days I was in the hospital. And then when I was getting out, he was going in. And so I didn't get to see him when he went there. You know, I got to have one last conversation. I was, I was lucky enough to tell him I loved him. Most cases that doesn't happen. 
Um, you know, and then and one night it went from he's fine to it's over. So um, again, the outpouring that I got from everybody is definitely what's I kind of already knew I wanted to do something to keep my brother going. Yeah. But the amount of outpouring made it like, well, I didn't have a choice. I, I just felt like I could not let my brother's life, legacy, everything end right there. He had just gotten Anthropic going. Like it was, it was always his back dream that he wanted to do that. Yeah. But he had that terrible, terrible, terrible stage fright. Horrible. So if you ever happen to notice any of his earlier, when he's on stage first, you'll notice he's looking at the ceiling. That's so he doesn't see the people mm. because he was petrified. But as the, you know, as the band show started going, you start noticing his eyes start going back down. Yeah. Um, and then the final show was, you know, I went to see when he opened up for Cannibal Corpse. He, he was, he was so excited about that show. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Alex from Cannibal Corpse from day one, like he reached out the day my brother passed and uh, we, we keep in contact every time. So, I mean, when I asked him if Campbell Corpse would be a part of the album, I, like he, I figured it was going to be like, we'll have to talk about it. He, he, he was like, yes. And that, that, yeah, that, was, that meant a lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for the, uh, I feel like I'll say this just for the one of the bonus tracks they were having on the album. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Nud Slaughter. Oh, nice. Um, Don and Brian, they met because they were each other's first pen pals in the 1980s. I love those stories. <laughs> yeah. They were first pen pals. And so that's, I, there was a no brainer for me that he had to be on there. That's cool. No, yeah. We're yeah. really excited. I cannot wait for this album to, to yeah. drop. Yeah. I've, I've been so excited for a long time. I just, you know, I've like, all this, I'm learning so much, you know, and I've had people that have been able to step in. Baradamus from Seven Records, he was able to step in and help me and guide me on some, some things. And then I've had a lot of the musicians from all the bands, really, you know, between King and Henry, Henry Vegin from uh, Revenant has become such a close personal friend of mine. He is, anytime I've had a question or I've been frustrated with something, he's been able to, you know, steer me in the right direction. Nice. Yeah. And King's always good just for a great story. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for days. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, one of my best moments is there was a venue here in Buffalo, the funeral home. And hands down, one of the best venues ever. And basically, just a bunch of squatters took it over. <clears throat> really bad part of Buffalo, you know. And and Brian immediately heard of this. However, he heard of everything on, on planet Earth, he heard. And so he started doing shows there. And I got to see, I worked at the door. That was my job. So, But I got to see uh, King come with October 31. And it was me, Brian, and my two boys, my sons. And we got to go, and it was one of the hottest events I've ever been to in my life. King had just had his heart attack, and he was, oh, we had all these fans on him, and it was, it, it was the greatest show. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, yeah, so, and King wrote something when I made the new edition of the Glorious Times book. King wrote a little, little something in there about that specific date. And then it was cool that it meant something to him as much as it meant to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the album, is it? Is it going to be limited quantity? How's that? There working? is going to be a limited quantity. As of right now, we're going to do about a thousand copies. Okay. It's going to be very limited. And are you going to do so, pre-orders? Um, we're working on that. Once I, we get a more de- set date from when everything manu- when, on the manufacturing side, once that's we get a set date of being done, 
we'll we'll be setting that up. That makes sense. And is it going to yeah. be hard copy only, or is it going to be a digital release as well? It's just going to be hard copy only. I love that. Yeah, that's it's awesome. got to be old school. Yep. If I could, if I could only sell it at record stores, I would. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is it is it CD? Just CD. It is CD. Yeah, vinyl or yeah. tape or anything like that. Nothing. No, we were gonna do tape and CD. Uh, right now, we're just gonna stick with CD. Yeah. You know, just, just keep it simple. And keep see. I'm hoping people want it. I know I want it. Yeah. I know. We want it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited for it, and, and I've been listening to it. So it's it's, uh, it's amazing. I I definitely think people are gonna are gonna want it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, that makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't doubt your yourself on that. That's for sure. Yeah. I know. It's, it's it's fun. I know my brother Brian talked about this so much. Like I was lucky enough. Again, Brian didn't talk unless you got him talking about music and. Me and my wife were lucky enough to always be there. Like, even me when I was younger, it was just me and him. He always talked about how he wanted to do when he did the Glory Signs album. He wanted to do the the album with it, but he, just, he didn't see that was he was ever going to be able to do it. And then he kept pushing it off, and then never did it. Yeah. And I knew that was something. If there was something I could, I was going to do it. Yeah. And then it's just a lot of back and forth. The bands I have, they, they were very, very amazing to to offer up the time that they did. <clears throat> yeah. Our metal scene is, is something else. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there is no other scene. I said, I, I, I've been to a lot of scenes. There's just, and again, my brother would always explain that when I was little, you know, like, you know, cause you, you especially in the eighties time, there was always talk about uh, satanic rituals and <laughs> there's that whole fear thing of everything. And it is the perfect storm for death metal. And, but at a young age, he would, he would tell me, like, it's the scene, it's the people. Yeah. The, that's what makes it. When, when one band play, when five bands play, all five bands watch each other play. Yes. So it's never an empty room. It's never an empty room. Yep. And that's one thing my brother told me that he would do, you know, and that's what I'm going to do when I do these shows. I'm not going to stick with just one genre. I want, like, one venue, you know, get a little fresh, get a little grindcore, just mix it up in there. I want, I want different people to see different music. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I want to mix it up. Nice. Those are our favorite kinds of shows. Yep. We love but them. You broke up. What was that? I said those are our favorite kind of shows, the multi-genre shows. Right. Me, it's me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I'm, and that's exactly what I'm going to continue doing. Like getting ringworm from the December, December 17th show. It was awesome. And then step up and do it. Yeah. Really, it was one one call and they said yeah. So it was. I thought it was going to be more, and it was not. <laughs> like I thought we would have to. I thought we'd have to talk about it for a while. Yeah. And he just immediately said he said yes. I was like, oh, all right, then we're set. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Great. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have a, a venue for Day of Death Four? I don't. I don't know if you said. Right now, again, tentatively is Mohawk because that's the only one that's really opening up to us. I have a couple more that are becoming possibilities, but I, I really want to stick true to my July 15th. Yeah. Cause I wasn't going to do another one. Um, the first one was a lot. Yeah. And, uh, being in New York, it was even more. Yeah. And so I think doing it here, I mean, I, I have good bands, so no one will be disappointed with the bands that I've already, have already committed. Is it, no, it's, it's going to, is it going to be in Buffalo for sure? Go ahead. 100%. Oh, great. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm not. 
I will not do it outside of Buffalo again. We'll be there for sure. Oh, okay. No, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just hoping. I mean, it's it's going to be a good. These guys still have to lock things down, but the ones that have committed, it's going to be a fun show. I know. I'm always thinking of Brian in the back of my head every time I'm deciding on a band. You know, so he's nudging me. Absolutely. It sounds like Brian's fire for the scene has been infiltrated into you. Yeah. Oh, it is. And that's I, I awesome. said the same thing after we finished the day of death. And it was like three in the morning, four in the morning. He walked up to me with his arm around. He's like, you know, you just got bit by the bug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, because I told him it was my only one. He's like, he's like, no, he's like, you're going to call me in a month or two. You're going to want to do another one. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, bitch, he's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, Matt, so thank good. you so much for spending time with us. I know you normally are you camping still on the weekends weekends i camp yep my goodness it's <laughs> yeah. too cold for me <laughs> yeah i got a little camper now so i stay heated up but oh, yeah no, right, it's good. just same for me and my wife to get out with me and my wife and my daughter that's where we escape every weekend awesome well thank you for coming back a little early and chatting with us and of course if there's anything at all we can do to help you promote your shows um the, the release, anything at all, you just reach out. We're here for you. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. I will. I appreciate it, John. Thank you, Ken, for everything. Thank you, Matt. Great Have talking. Good night, guys. You too. You too. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it was great talking to Matt. It was. Um, he obviously has much of the passion that Brian had. It's it, Yeah, it's obvious. Awesome that he's keeping it going. Yep. Um, he's doing a great thing. Yeah. He is. And I'm really looking forward to this release. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I actually really enjoy that it's going to be CD only. It's not going to be digital. available digital. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, that all of the profits are mm-hmm. being donated in Brian's name. I think that's yeah, fantastic. That's all good, all good causes, all good stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Well, let's... Um, End with another Anthropic song. All right. But first, I do want to say thank you to you because you have struggled for a week. You've been very sick and you still managed to do an episode. (laughs) Um, You're welcome. (laughs) You hide it well, but you are in agony. So... Anyway, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Anthropic. Don't cuss. (laughs) Yes, we're going to close it out. Anthropic with the song Requiem. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And support underground metal. (laughs) 